0: Okay, this is Igris. We are back to looking at letters from exactly 50 years ago, give or take. This letter is from Khuf Bez Kislev, which is like Bez Kislev, except there's a Chof on top of it. Uh, it's from exactly 50 years ago, plus 20 days. Khuf Bez Kislev, Tavshin Lamadalid, and the Rebbe writes to Rabbi Shimon Yakubovich, actually. Although the footnote here doesn't say that, that's who it was. In any event, this is from, uh, this is from our year. The Rebbe writes Shalom Obracham said that i received your letter, you asked for, you sent over a pan, you wanted a bracha in honor of Tess Kislev, and then all of the honorifics after the Efrid, he could have his name, says that I'm going to read it by the Tzian, okay, now of course comes the meat of the letter. Pasha, he said this should be simple, I'm not responsible, says that before people say in my name. I want you to know, I'm not responsible for people quote me as saying. And before some, and it, it should be very well known at this point, point. And even though, even if I really did say it, which I think is the hanging implication here is, whatever you're asking about, I'm not responsible for what other people say I said. And even if I did really say it, What I answer to one person does not necessarily have a lesson for another person. Therefore, I don't even understand your question. We do not know what the question was. None of the books that I looked in were able to tell me what the question was. But the point is that the Rebbe is saying two things here. Thing number one, when we say things in the Rebbe's name and we hear things in the Rebbe's name, the Rebbe is not responsible for things said in his name. He's responsible for things that we know he said. And there's a big difference there, obviously. A A lot of quotes are attributed to the Rebbe. There are websites out there that attribute some very pithy quotes to the Rebbe that, by all means, he never said. Or he said a, he said a version of them, but certainly not, the, uh, certainly not the fortune cookie version that people put out there. Um, so the Rebbe is not responsible at all for us making up the things he says. But more important for us what we're going to look at today is that the Rebbe says that it is before somebody. It is very well known at this point that when I answer somebody, that is not an answer for everybody. That's an answer for an individual. <clears throat> this is something that we talk about a lot in our Iger here. Because uh, we look at letters and we try to find trends through the letters where we can say this the way that Rebbe consistently responds. But we're always very cautious about even doing that, even when we have a lot of letters saying the same thing. Because there is this standing rule. We've referenced this standing rule several times. But when you see a letter, you can't be completely sure that that's how the Rebbe would answer every person. Because the Rebbe is answering the individual, not uh, putting out general rules. But we haven't had a source for it yet. So what we're going to look at today is multiple letters from the Rebbe. I think I found six or seven of them. <clears throat> Whether ever makes this exact point where he says, "I want you to know that when you see a letter from me, or you see or you hear a statement in my name, it was to that person and not to anybody else." And you shouldn't think that every every time that I respond to somebody, I'm making up general rules for the entire world. I respond to the individual. And uh, the first letter that I want to look at actually isn't printed in Igris yet. In any case, it's in uh, Menachem Mishin Nafshi. It's in that safer and a couple letters from This is written by Rabbi Levi Bistrz- Levi and here the Rebbe doesn't describe how he does letters. He describes how a Rav should write letters. And in this, I think we get an idea of why the Rebbe has this policy. This is actually a really interesting letter all by itself. It's about home birth, uh, whether the uh, the Israeli rabbinate was trying to figure out whether to outlaw or support home birth as a psak. We're not going to do that today, but that would be a really fun topic for some other time, home birth. I know it's particularly popular in our community. So you can see what the Rebbe says about it, what the Rabbanim said about it. In any event, in this letter, if you look at Point Zion, the Rebbe says he's trying to give him guidelines on how to run a Chabad Bezdin. Tells him a bunch of things. He says that, uh, that, um, uh, in Ches, he says that, uh, we shouldn't, um, we shouldn't mix in piske dinim from, uh, from other abunim if they don't agree with each other. And he says over here that you should be avoiding machlikas to some degree. The, the Rebbe talks to him about general advice on how to run a Bezdin. But in Zion, he has a point for us. Pasha. It's pasha that when a hera, when a ruling, a halachic ruling is given out to an individual, uh, especially when it's given out in an individual letter to that individual there is a standing rule for Rabbanim it is not to be taken as a it's not to be taken as a, taken as a general teaching, a general psak for everybody at all, now look what the Rebbe is saying here, if a specific person is answered in a specific letter, that's not a so this is the klal here, the klal that we have, I said in letters, we're, we're talking about how the Rebbe doesn't do klal in a letter, because there's a letter prati, so it's kind of funny, but in any event What the Rebbe is saying here is that there is a Klal, that if you read something in a private letter that a Rebbe writes or that a Rav writes, it is not for everybody. It's for that individual. Why? Because in most cases, Because usually the ruling, if it's done properly, depends on the situations on the life of the individual who the person's writing to. As they say in Rabbinics, you answer the, uh, what do they say? You answer the person, not the question. That's the uh, that's the expression that's thrown around. But it's also literal. In most cases, when the Rebbe writes a letter, in most cases, when a Rav issues a psach he's not really giving a psaq that is universal. He's giving a psaq that is tailored to that individual in those circumstances. And if you don't know all the details, you can't apply it properly. By the way, this is the opinion in many Rishanim about why people who learn uh, who learn Torah but don't get shimush are considered mechav ma- This There's a Gemara Masecha Saito that we just learned in our Ein Yaakov Shir. <laughs> that people who... Uh, know halacha, but don't practically learn the roots of the halachas, that is that they don't go back, they learn sholchan but they don't understand the sources that contribute to sholchan they tend to make halachic mistakes, and the reason why they tend to make halachic mistakes is because they see the bottom line but don't understand the circumstances that went into it. So the Rebbe saying, when you see a letter or a psak, you're seeing the bottom line, and the bottom line doesn't have the circumstances. If it doesn't have the circumstances, you can't apply it. <clears throat> it doesn't just have to do with what's going on in its life, it also has to do with the person's soul, with the, with the weighting of the person's soul. You have to figure out who you're dealing with. There's all these factors that go into deciding exactly how you're going to write to a letter, what they're going to do with the letter, how their soul's going to respond to the letter, how their life is going to respond to the letter. And when you take all that together, you really can't take a, something that's written in an individual letter and apply it, lit out to everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. With that principle laid out, we can look at a couple more letters that the Rebbe says this exact point in his letter. So this is not about the Rebbe's letters. This is the Rebbe giving advice about how Rabbanim should write letters. But as we saw in our letter from Tavshin Lamedala, the Rebbe seems to keep that rule. He says it's mephorsome, that when I answer an individual, that's not a hurrah for anybody else. He seems to be keeping his own rules of how rabbis should function, that a rabbi's answer should not work for everybody. Uh, By the way, if a rabbi's answer works for everybody, then you probably didn't need a rabbi to answer it, right? If you have a question that is so clear that it is the same answer for absolutely everybody, then it doesn't take up sack, it just takes somebody who can open a book. When you ask a rabbi or a rabbi a question that is not answerable in a normal book, it should be tailored to you enough that it is not fungible. In any event, we have a a letter from Tavshin Chav Ches. This letter is labeled Tess, Tav Zion. And it's a long letter and I cut off the top of it because it's got a bunch of other things that don't have to do with us. It's one of these Klauli Pratis where it was written to a bunch of people and then everybody had their own sentence. So one section of the letter written to one individual is, I've already said many, many times the following. One, same thing as our letter. Point number one, I'm not responsible for what other people say that I said. And two, that the answer that I give one person, one individual person, certainly doesn't obligate anybody else, and certainly, certainly doesn't obligate an institution. So I think that we, all, again, we don't know what the question was here, but uh, the question was clearly something along the lines of, you told Avram X, and therefore we think that our Chabad house should do Y. And the devil goes. I told Avram X, First of all, don't trust what you hear that I said to other people. Maybe I didn't say it. And second of all, just because I told Avram doesn't mean that it applies to Yitzchak, and certainly doesn't mean that it applies to a chabad house. So you got to understand that I'm speaking to the individuals, so don't go applying my letters willy nilly. And number three has nothing to do with us, but it's here, and we may as well read it. That whatever this person's situation, family situation is, it's getting in the way of his uh, of his restful of his rest of his uh, relaxation calmness, I didn't think that isn't it doesn't apply when he's in Yudushalayim, this all seems to be getting in the way of how he does his work. Why do we need that? We don't. I just wanted to read it because it was a sentence on the page. Okay, so we have here our uh, our uh, a letter that's almost identical to what we have in our year. Two points from the Rebbe. point number one is That don't trust everything you hear in my name. And point number two is it should be well known by now that when I answer an individual, this doesn't obligate a different individual to listen to that letter because it wasn't for them. And it certainly shouldn't obligate an institution. Now, how often do it's fun to point fingers? (laughs) How often have you seen this happen? I mean, this is something that is uh, this is probably the most abused thing in Lubavitch, maybe, is that uh, is that you'll see a letter to an individual and assume that it's also to you. In addition to that, you might apply it to a MESA. You have is quoting letters from individuals. The Rebbe says here, without, uh, and I'm adding a note, without a mashpia to help tell you whether this applies or not, the basic understanding should be that a letter read from the Rebbe does not apply to another person, and certainly doesn't apply to a Meisad just because it was written to the individual. He gives a bracha for a chag of and we move on to our next letter. Next letter is from the Vav. We went back in time. I don't know why I put them in this order. The letter is labeled Tes Mem Gimel, and this is written to a woman. It's a slightly longer letter, and we will read uh, the first two paragraphs of it. Bracha Vashalom, the Rebbe writes, Minna makhtaban answered your questions Shiniskavel or your your letter excuse me Shiniskavel khizman rab took a while to get to me bisha elessa in mana shile la plani mishana kistvi elahab mana shile sahi so this woman had written a letter to the Rebbe and gotten a certain answer. Her friend had written a letter to the Rebbe and gotten the opposite answer. And she writes back to the Rebbe saying, since you answered my friend differently than you answered me, does that mean that I should alter the answer that I got from you? I don't know. I, 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 again, in most of these cases, in all of these cases, we just don't know what questions they ask. They're not recorded below the line here. You can imagine that this, uh, that, that if, if you send a letter to the Rebbe and he tells you that you can do something, and then your friend sends a letter to the Rebbe and the Rebbe says that she can't do something, you have to wonder if maybe the Rebbe's opinion has changed. So she writes back and says, am I supposed to follow your most recent letter in general, or your most recent letter to me? <clears throat> Which is a good question. Do have answers? Nope. One answer has nothing to do with the friend's answer. It depends on the individual I'm writing to. Even if the question was exactly 100% the same. That's very important here. <laughs> because what we like to say is that if I was 100% sure that I was dealing with the exact same case, I could apply the letter to my life. The Rebbe says, no, not at all. Even if you are completely sure that the question that was asked was 100% the same as the question that you're asking, my letter is not to you, so it might not have anything to do with you. Because my answer is dependent on the way that you ask the question, and on the style of the question. And also on the soul and on the qualities of the person who's asking the question. And in most cases, not all cases, but in most cases, that influences my answer, and that should be easy for somebody to understand. This is a, a super important letter for us because here he's saying that even if you were to line things up perfectly and you were to find somebody, I have a question, I found that the Rebbe addressed this exact question in the letter, isn't that incredible? Not necessarily. It might be that it's not for you. This, again, needs a mashpia. Needs ter- need, need, needs, uh, it's something people need to be more careful about because just because the contents of the letter are exactly the same does not mean that the Rebbe's answer is meant for you. Maybe you have a different soul than the person who he answered, or maybe your question's asked in a different way than the person who the Rebbe was answering. We have a Ksav Yad. As far as I know, this isn't published anywhere yet. I found this in a Chura, but this is a Ksav Yad. I confess that I can never read Kisve Yad. If they don't put the uh, text right next to them, I have no idea what it says. But fortunately, they did put the text next to it in the Chura. The text says, kama kama pamim. I can see it now. I mean, once, once I see it, I can see it, but I can't see it initially. Surely so when you when you read Kisvei Yad, are you able to figure out what it says before you look at the text? Yeah, I can never do it. The his handwriting. Most cases, I can as a matter never. Matter of fact, it.
1: I just tested myself on this one.
0: Yeah, did, did, uh, get did, did you get one it? Nice. Yeah. I have said, I have so much trouble with the handwriting. Okay, so see, Kama Kama as we've spoken about many many times. This is a stronger word, even stronger words. The it says, as I've said many many times, my answer to one person. Not only is it not a hara, not only is it not a psak, a ruling for another person, it also isn't even a minastam. It's also not even an answer to another person. You can't even say that I would rule differently, but that the answer is applicable to you. If it wasn't written to you, it's not for you. It has nothing to do with you. This is a, these, these are strong words when it comes to somebody studying igris, but also something that's important to keep in the backs of our heads. I have one more letter that we'll look at, and then we'll, uh, and then we'll talk about it. This one is designated Yud Aleph, Shin Yod is the one that we're reading, and it says, When what is attached, I was very surprised when I read what you wrote and what is attached there. First of all, says the Rebbe, uh, First of all, I need to announce many times that what is said to one person has nothing to inform the second person at all. It's not an answer at all to the Shani. Uh, again, this is a slight emphasis over the things we saw before, we saw higher up. That, uh, that when the Rebbe gives a psak or a hayrah, it doesn't apply to another person. Here we're seeing sort of echoes of what we saw in the chura, which is that not only is there not a hayrah here, there's also not even a minus So we see this Lashin here again. That's even stronger. That is, I've had an to announce many times that when I write a letter to one person, that is not an answer at all. Now, not that it's not just a, not a psak, not that it's not a stam answer, it's not an answer at all. It has nothing to say to somebody else. Because I wrote it to that person. Uh, Whatever he wrote about, the Rebbe doesn't want to mix into. And he goes on to say other things about running this yeshiva. But the part that we need is point one, which is that the Rebbe is saying that when he writes a letter to one individual, it has no shayefas at all to anybody else. That's the last letter that we have on the page. We obviously have a lot to discuss because it's slightly disturbing material, I think. Um... It's certainly disturbing for our shir. What we try to do here is to get enough letters from the Rebbe that we develop a shita, but the Rebbe is cautioning us across at least six letters that this is not how letters are to be used, which really does raise a question about reading the letters in the first place and trying to apply them to our lives when the Rebbe says so specifically that not only is there not a psak in there for you, there's not a mina in there for you, it's not even a mina stam, not a mina klal. This certainly does put a damper on the activities. I don't think it has to put a damper on how we learn igris and how we apply igris, even how those who do igris do igris. I think it just emphasizes for the 300th time the importance of doing these things with a mashpia. When you're ready to take these things out of the out of the theoretical and put them into the practical, doing it on your own is a minefield. And one of the reasons is that the Rebbe himself in these letters says over and over and over again that you cannot necessarily apply what I write to another person. What the Rebbe also says is when you talk to a mashpia, you're speaking to someone who's connected to him and can help you understand what the Rebbe really wants. So I think with a mashpia's help, it's still in play. But without a mashpia's help, somebody wants to solo Igris they have a minefield of at least six letters telling them that it's not going to work. And I think that's a, a very strong a very strong indication that if you want to apply what you read niggers to your life all by yourself, you're definitely putting yourself at risk of getting the wrong idea. But let's discuss.
1: I think I think there's a very distinct difference. I think there's two distinct differences. Number one, what we're doing here by building a shita is finding common thread, right? We're not taking one individual minus from the individual and saying, we're going now to create a shita based on this. The the question about the flag, right? We found you found one letter. Therefore, nothing really to develop a a shita or a general understanding of how the Rebbe would feel about something. When you see six letters of somebody saying you Now the Rebbe telling a person that, that 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 the that that the letters are meant for individuals and other people shouldn't learn from it, this seems to be quite clear that that is it. Have a shita. The shita is that don't learn from individual letters. I think that's key number one. Number two is the way that people do ignorance or use ignorance or whatever the proper terminology for that would be today, is that they do it in a way where they're looking for that to become an individual response. They're now looking, there's two ways to go about it, right? There's one way to go about it where you go look through the mafteach and the back of the back of the igris, and you look at where the Rebbe dealt with people having kidney surgery and look up those things and try to develop some sort of a sheet of what the Rebbe says about kidney surgery, which may or may not be the right thing if there's very individual answers and not one theme through all the answers. Another one is when I'm randomly... Opening up a a iglesia and using that as like my individual answer, that's just as much as a person getting an individual answer, which is not meant for anybody else. I'm not using somebody else's answer. This is my answer.